This episode of Important If True is brought to you by Quip. Quip Simple, Elegant, Excellent Electric Toothbrushes. Is that what Quip stands for? Yeah, it's exactly what it stands for. If you go to tryquip.com slash thumbs, you will get $10 off your first brush head refill. That is tryquip.com slash thumbs. Toothbrushes. Mm-hmm. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> I thought if I said yeah enthusiastically enough, we'd just like be ready to go. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Guys, it's I don't know what it is. I'm not ready. It's April thirteenth, twenty seventeen, and this is important if true. From Idle Thumbs, I'm Chris Remo. I'm Nick Brecken, and I'm Jake Rodkin. Welcome. Welcome back. Oh, yeah, thanks. Welcome back from your honeymoon. Hey, thanks. How was it? It was fantastic. I went to uh, the island of Kauai in nice. Hawaii. I sat around a lot. I um, I went on a hike that just claimed to be a little like two-mile hike to a vista, and then it was revealed, not in the guidebook at all, that it actually was to the top of like a mountain. Oh, so shit. the last mile and a half or so out of this two point something miles, I was actually just climbing up ropes, basically up like Whoa. 90 degree grades. Hardcore. Yeah, it was right by Hanalei Bay. Okay. It's a really fun hike. It was yeah. really energizing, but it was also really intense. The time that I went to Kauai, I was, uh, people tried to recruit me to go on that hike. <laughs> and then I looked and I was like, I don't think I'm going to make it. We started? Oh, go ahead. Go oh, ahead. no. And then the people that went on it apparently jumped off of like a cliff oh into a lake. And I was just like so happy I was not in a peer pressure situation for that <laughs> moment. Because oh, I didn't I would, jump off a cliff. I would have hated yeah. it. Yeah. I think we might, is weirdly, by coincidence, we might have started that same hike. And it was so intense. We got up like, I don't know, a quarter mile. And it was already like up on like rocky outcroppings, yeah. like above the water, and it was like fucking crazy. And there's no guardrails or anything, which is only notable because the wind was so intense. I swear to God, I felt like I was going to be blown off <laughs> the side of the mountain, like to my death. Like it actually was shocking to me that people don't just get like just they don't just get dead by wind. <laughs> people like, people are good at stuff like not getting dead by wind. <laughs> I mean, I someone's been I, dead by wind yeah, at some point. I felt like I was for just sure. dead by wind. Pretty. I'm sure that's happened. Yeah, it was. It was terrifying. Yeah, yeah. We had to turn around and leave. Okay, yeah. I climbed up to it, and it was cool. Well, aren't you special? I was. You are. I. I think Jake's. Special. I was special. I, yeah, I agree that Jake is special. Yeah. Oh, thanks, cool. guys. Well, good job. Yeah. Congratulations, yeah. getting married. Thanks. This is our I first thought you were to congratulate me on going <laughs> on that climbing. Congratulations on no dead by wind. Yeah. <laughs> I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thanks. We haven't recorded this podcast in weeks because we pre-recorded episodes before you left. Yeah. And then I left and I went to London. Uh, and now we're all back. Yep. Yeah. I recorded an episode in between, uh, <laughs> yeah. but in my brain yeah. while I was asleep. What does okay. that mean? Okay. Oh. No. I, <laughs> what? what, I, what? Uh, Is it, has it been released? No. Oh, it, it has. Well. Nick's adoring audience yeah. also in <laughs> <Me>. his brain. <laughs> Myself. Uh yeah, I, I I had a dream where I recorded an entire episode of the show in real time. <laughs> oh, those are the worst dreams. <laughs> it I mean, they're went great. on forever. Wait a second. And it was a bad episode. <laughs> oh, damn it. What, what, what are we talking what? about in it? Well, I mean, 
I was just going to say, could you like give us some tips on how to do it? No. But not if it was no, no, okay, no. What? I can tell you what not to do. Yeah, let's hear what not to do. <laughs> well, first of all, Chris wasn't there. It was you and me, Jake. Oh. And then there was oh, some wow. shadowy third person oh, who I don't know who it was. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you had to go through an entire real-time yeah. episode. <laughs> Yeah, with a mysterious it was mask, strange. <laughs> strange, with a presence. I think the thing, the, the so I wrote what down a few things like after when I woke voice up. Spoke. Uh, I it was it was one of those sort of it's gaps a dream in thing, a dream. So it probably just like so the, just yeah, like you just have a memory that the voice spoke. Well, the memory that I have, me? no, the memory that I have <laughs> is just looking at Jake and us being both like very nervous about the shadowy figure <laughs> that was subbing in for Chris. We knew you were gone. We didn't know why, and we were not happy to be recording an episode with a weird shadowy, <laughs> shadowy. like, monster. So wait, hold on. When you, when <laughs> terrifying. Okay, so Jake wasn't there. Yeah. No, Jake was there. Jake was, oh, sorry, Jake was there. Yeah. So Jake He's did, where he is normally. So Jake no, did, actually, I was I was sitting where Jake was. Okay, and that I was, doesn't matter. Yeah, well. So, so Jake says. <laughs> well, hold on. No, no, no. It does matter if what he was looking across at was Nick Breckett. Because <laughs> then he was dreaming that he was me in an episode with a shadowy right. figure. Replacing yeah. you. So Jake did the it's. He said it's whatever date. Yeah. And then you said it's important if true. Uh huh. Did the sh- what, <laughs> what did the shadowy figure say? I don't know. <laughs> There's a gap in the tape. Eunice, I have all a I, memory of it talking about quip toothbrushes. No, all I wrote down. Here's what I wrote down. Uh, important if true. Uh, no, Chris talking about article as you do. Uh, rat powered. Rat sure, powered. That sounds like our stupid show. Yeah. Stanford study. I mean, also. Fine. Uh, clock said 23 minutes. The, the dream ended when we got done talking, probably in real time, for like an. It was a long dream. And it was a real time, like, hour of just talking. And then I looked over at the timer that we have on while we're recording the show. And instead of saying an hour, it said 23 minutes. And that's then I just how, woke up like, oh, that's God. how long you were actually asleep. <laughs> That's how much. That's <laughs> Jesus how. Christ. That was oh, the no. amount that that hour took. God, it's possible in like real sleeping time. Yeah. Oh, I don't like that thought. Yeah. It's probably true though. And you don't remember what you talked about. Right? No. Yeah. No. Well, that's Stanford all I got. Stanford study. Yeah. Rat powered. Yeah. That's true. One can infer. Yeah. A rat powered. That that shadowy. A rat powered podcast. That host. shadowy figure thing is really it's <laughs> like sticking in my brain there. Yeah. It wasn't that's, good. That's bad. I really didn't like it. <laughs> Were you like trying to appear normal? Were you like, no? I mean, it was just nervous tension between me right, and Jake. It was probably, it was probably, I, all like, I remember is Jake's was... just like sweating face as he was just like looked over at me like, "What are we doing here? <laughs> like, why are <laughs> we recording this podcast?" Yeah, it was really. We had it was to. We had to get an episode out. You yeah. were gone. Yeah. It was almost as if somebody took a gun and just put us in the studio and held a gun to our head, and we had to record an episode. And we knew that there was a guy there making us do this. God, maybe we'd be better. At maybe we'd be better if Chris some, had a gun. <laughs> if a shadowy figure could. Oh, no. I no, mean, no. Chris Remo. I mean. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. I've never touched a gun. I haven't either. I've never encountered a gun in my life. I've, yeah. I've fired a gun. Oh, yeah? It was like it was a twenty two, like a small rifle at Boy Scout camp. Oh, yeah. I always forget you were a Boy Scout. I was a Boy Scout. <laughs> You're not still a Boy Scout? Aren't you always a Boy Scout? I guess I'm an Eagle Scout, so I'm technically free. I guess you're yeah. always a one. One an Eagle Scout, always one. Yeah, yeah. Always a one. I don't know anything about the Eagle, Eagle Scouts, but I assume... The Eagle, the Scout. evil Eagle Scouts. <laughs> the Evil Scouts. That's the... More like... Uh, wait, uh, please look forward to next week's episode featuring Nick Breck and Jake Rodkin and <laughs> the Evil Scout. <laughs> okay, well, now uh, there's there's a few things on my mind. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> One of which uh, is vaguely Eagle Scout service project related, but I think that I'll stop talking, or I'll get back to that in a little bit, okay. because the notion of evil scouts <laughs> um, reminds me of this, 
<laughs> the notion of Eagle Scouts reminds me of this. Wait, uh, Eagle Scouts or Evil Scouts? Evil. Well, okay. Okay. Sure. Lots of knives. Lots of uh, malevolent boys. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus. Anyway, the notion of Evil Scouts reminds me of this uh, forensic tool. Mm-hmm. That the uh, that the uh, that has been developed for police work, yep. uh, which is a robot arm that can uh, stab things in sixty unique ways. <laughs> a knife wielding stabbing robot. A knife wielding stabbing machine could help solve violent crimes. Writes the news. That's from Popular Science. Popular Popular Science. It can stab in sixty different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big fan of this robot. That's strange. Well, I feel like <laughs> you should always be a big fan of a stabbing robot because then you're probably going to be killed last. That's true. Um, yeah, I feel like that's a that's a motif with our. Also, though, I. I but do... what's the sixtieth way? I mean, I might want the second way. All <laughs> oh, things considered, it gets, if I'm going out, well, it's, it gets, <laughs> the sixtieth way might be really inventive. Yeah, it might be a really <laughs> elaborate way of killing yeah. me, and I might to really pat out its quota. Like it's got to really two. start to. By the time it gets to like the forty seventh way, you're like, yeah. you're just combining three oh, ways. Yeah. That's those are you already have <laughs> right. those stabbing ways. Right, Can, like that doesn't count. I yeah. could combine four ways. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's. I mean, it's actual job. Is it's just sort of a uh, it's just sort of a robot arm with a knife attached. <laughs> yeah, it's weird that it's weird what counts as an invention now. Uh, its its job is to you know create various knife wounds to try and replicate crime scene stabbings, uh, stabbings or va- by robots by robots. <laughs> um, I'm now concerned though that it will uh, at one point invent a sixty first way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a it's a neural network, a learning computer. It is, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the sixty the sixty ways are authored by humans. Yeah. But what I, what happens when the sixty first is unlocked? No the human first... could have made this stab wound. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like a perfect like the GIF r- imprint of like a, a fucking yeah, internet. Like the, oh, like it's the, the it's the weird like deep it's like deep like mind the, uh, um, or... the coffee robot from. Whatever was that last week? Two weeks ago? Yeah, two weeks ago. ago. Yeah. yeah, whatever that thing that was makes called. that makes the <clears throat> the perfect latte art. Oh, right. Cafe yeah. X. It's, yeah, it's yeah. robot arm. Yeah, this just makes the perfect stab, stab art yeah. on your chest. <laughs> the sixty first way. I feel bad that I just am happy about this robot. I, d- you have not explained why you're. All, the only justification you have given for being happy about the robot is that if you like it, it will stab you later. But that's not really a reason why you should be excited. It sounds about like it. you're under duress when you're saying this. It yeah. sounds like there's a, a knife that's going to come through okay. that. Like, it sounds curtain. like there's a shadowy <laughs> just, figure threatening like, you. Yeah, well, yeah, you guys are right. I, I, I was am, imagining a robot arm, but yeah. I am trying to put a nice spin on this because I, I am just like happy I'm, that there's a crime-solving robot. It's kind of like the robot version of like a superhero or like a good detective character or something. Mm-hmm. But whenever mm-hmm. I think about trying to pitch this to, the guy, uh, to you guys as being good, I, always my brain prefaces it with a parenthetical. I mean, assuming it doesn't get loose or like, uh, but, uh, you know, assuming no one <laughs> assuming else controls it. it figures out that 61st stab. Yeah. Yeah. Assuming no one takes advantage of it and uses it to do something bad or assuming right. it doesn't do something okay. on its own, I comma, think we have it's a, really good and nice. Remember how last week we, we mentioned the existence of a bomb defusal robot yes. that was then later used to explode, to like... <laughs> set and detonate a bomb. Right. I'm pretty sure history teaches us yeah. something important about the crime fighting knife wielding stuff. Yeah, yeah, no. In in uh some sort of 
work of fiction in which this robot is featured in act one a sort of like enthusiastic engineering style like gadget guy police officer introduces this robot yeah and then in a later part of the episode or film someone is murdered and then unfortunately because there's no good aesthetic way of making this uh scary the flashback is the crooked like sort of suspenders cop um just awkwardly like holding that arm out in front of him as it sta- <laughs> as it stabs someone. I'm pretty sure, I Jake. I am fairly certain if we we're going to make a Hollywood film out of a knife wielding stabbing robot, it would be it a would buddy be cop possible. comedy starring this robot as a mastermind c- criminal crime solver and his partner. So the, 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 that means the crucial question to me is who is the partner? Joe Pesci. Oh, are they both kind of like short guys? This robot is not tall. <laughs> it's a fork robot. I, I don't think it is asking too much of like the movie magic camera wizards over in Hollywood. Okay, fair to enough. make an impressive, imposing, knife wielding, stabbing robot. Like I'm pretty sure they can cook up. I want an imposing design. But, for but that this one. actual robot is not very imposing. It looks kind of no. like a paper cutter that would be in like it's a like, Kinkos it's or like something. A foot tall. Yeah. Mm. So well, I th- so in that case, Joe Pesci is the tall one. Right. Okay. Which is painting this more as sort of like a uh, um like a, like a Turner. Uh, yeah. Or yeah. like in, in modern times, it would probably be like um. A like a uh, Adam K or Judd Apatow comedy or something, but it's like he really believes this knife stabbing robot would be of benefit outside of the police station, and then it's the story of Joe Pesci and probably another op- like police officer trying to get this robot a badge and get it through police academy and instate it onto the force. This is so stupid. No! (laughs) It's not stupid, Chris. Fair enough. Because the robot will save the day, you know it, and that's why you bought that ticket. Yeah. For that endorphin rush when that robot finally... Yeah, like Johnny Five. Yeah. When that robot is finally recognized... Did you? Oh my god. When I was a kid, my brother and I probably watched Short Circuit and Short Circuit 2 dozens of times hmm. i was more of a batteries not included kid i've never <laughs> even heard of that that's the other oh, one man. with the robot yeah oh, okay yeah yeah i think that came after i think that was the cheap knockoff yeah oh really i think so yeah. i'm sure it was but it's yeah. the one that i saw yeah. I, I thought the robot was cooler he was less less of a butthole johnny was five johnny was, five was a butthole he was kind of a sassy prick wasn't he I remember God, Johnny I Five being that. a dick maybe that maybe mm. the batteries not included robot was a dick man i just remember that johnny five was alive and yeah. God, you know what? Doesn't man, he get we up to talking, no good though? I don't. I don't remember, man. But now I just now I'm just thinking. We've been talking last week. We talked about robot propaganda and kids being inoculated to robots at a young age. But like those, I was already there. I yeah. was literally like raised oh, yeah. on you, you were a movie about how you want a robot to be alive and your friend. Okay, Chris, uh, and to give it a high five or whatever the hell happened in that movie. I don't remember. So. In this film, uh, in which Joe Pesci is trying to present a case to, like, the police board for why this robot should be instated, mm-hmm. I believe that he will say, there is precedent. So oh. And then he's going to show... In the Johnny five Yes, yeah, but then... Johnny five averse Yes, he'll, he'll show, and he'll get them all crying, and then he'll say, but that's just a movie. Let's talk about real life. And then he'll flip to the next card, and it is the story of that tree uh, that was given property. Oh, my God. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> what? I don't know how. Okay. Look, inanimate things have the same rights as people, uh, according to the law. All right. 
Jake so- is referencing the tree that owns itself, a white oak tree in Athens, Georgia, widely assumed to have legal ownership of itself and all land within eight feet of its base. I'm not hearing Joe Pesci's voice read this information to me right now, <laughs> so I don't know if I can believe the emotional sort of attachment and sort of thematic relevance that, that Hollywood's best would be giving us, but it's okay, Chris, you're doing your best to tell us about this tree. How? What does Joe Pesci even sound like? I don't even remember. I don't know. The tree that I'll... <laughs> Fuck, I don't know how to do it. <laughs> What? <laughs> the tree that owns itself. <laughs> what is that? I don't know. It's Joe remember. Pesci. I don't oh, remember what Joe Pesci, Pesci sounds like. The well, tree that owns it, itself. That's this who was in my dream. Tree. It was Joe Pesci. <laughs> Widely assumed to have legal ownership of itself. I don't. I literally don't. Joe Pesci. <laughs> that was I'm, working on me, Chris. You had it. <laughs> and I'll land within eight feet of its base. That's definitely not Joe Pesci. That's like... Um, <laughs> Any character actor, it doesn't matter now. Yeah, yeah, We're in true. a good place here. That's you know true. what? Joe Pesci is so uh, emotionally overcome that he can't finish it, and then a random, like, the silent cop who you thought didn't believe in the robot stands up, and he <laughs> continues to read whatever you're about to read. The tree that owns itself is a white oak tree. Widely assumed to have legal ownership of itself and of all land within eight feet of its base. And then you just, in the back of the precinct... You have the slow clap. Yep. <laughs> uh, and it's the robot. <laughs> so it's, just a, it's like hear, a metal, metal knife noise. Sharpening yeah. And everyone goes, oh, God. Oh. And then Joe Benjamin's just go, that's how he claps. <laughs> <laughs> or prepares to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry that I compared it to that tree. But <laughs> I love this tree. Yeah, Chris, I, in this episode, I only love inanimate things that should have the rights of a human being. <laughs> I'm fine with the tree that owns itself owning itself. I don't know if I'm happy about the knife-wielding, stabbing robot that owns itself. Yeah. Unless by that we mean it, like, stabs itself. Like, it gets it owns <laughs> itself and dis- is destroyed as a result. Yeah. But I like the fact that there's a tree that is known like universally, including on a Wikipedia page as the tree that owns itself. And I like the idea of other things that own themselves, uh, mainly just because of the dual meaning. Well, I, th- I think the, 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 the tree that owns itself, the thing that I like quite a lot about it is that this is not even the original tree. This is yeah. the quick, the quick story of this tree is someone had a lot of good memories of this tree in, in this person's will gave the tree ownership of itself yeah, uh, and the land that it's on, and apparently this was then allowed, and this tree now owns it is is now somehow uh, in this region deemed the owner of itself and its property. That tree died. Yeah. yeah. Then someone <clears throat> planted. They found they kept one of its acorns, and someone planted a new tree on that land, and it was legally uh, considered to have inherited <laughs> that that land and to itself also be a, a being as descended as a descendant of the original tree that owned itself. Well, the the. I mean, the name of the current tree is actually the son of the tree that owns itself, <laughs> which is so stupid. It's I really can, good. I can hardly even conceive of it, but I love it so much. It sounds like such a pulpy. It, it sounds like a like, Game of Thrones character, or you know what I mean, like like son of tree. Oh, it sounds that to owns, me like son of the Frankenstein, like bride well, of Frankenstein. Like it sounds to me like a cheesy old right. pulpy thing, and I love the idea of like the golden age and the silver age of like the tree that owns itself and the son of the tree that owns itself. Like, I like the idea that this is like the tree that owns itself universe, like extended universe 
uh, in which there's like, you know, it's like how Robin, there's like, oh, there's there was the original Robin and then he died or something. Yeah. And then there's like the new. Yeah, yeah. The there's the tree that owns Robin. itself. There's son of the tree that owns itself. Yeah, this is the sequel. Right. This is the like third one is probably just tree, tree that owns itself now. No, I was just going to say tree, <laughs> but with threes in the in the thing. Oh, gross. Yeah. For three. Yeah. <laughs> so I, the end of the movie, um, I'm pretty sure was um, Joe Pesci and this knife robot going to visit this tree and the robot carves its name into yeah. the tree that tested ah. so badly that this movie was never released <laughs> <laughs> that was a fa- like why that- was that the thing that broke the straw that broke the camel's back everyone had so internalized that this tree was a living entity that when they actually saw the robot scratching into oh, live he murders flesh the tree he murders the the yeah they're like oh my um. god that it's you know <laughs> he's actually terrible yeah this knife wielding stabbing <laughs> robot <laughs> stabbed a tree and now we don't like it anymore yeah i think that the movie did such a good job telling the story of the tree that owns itself like that actor that actor is f- so frustrated because he was like that's my the actor of the tree or no the, actor the, that, of the robot that character actor who played or the Joe cop Pesci. who told the story of the tree oh. that so endeared audiences to this tree oh, was like this rude, is my supporting oct- oscar clip day. yeah like he yeah. Like I, I feel like you know how someone, when someone does something bad to a dog in a movie, there's just a visceral reaction yeah, that people yeah, have. Like yeah, yeah. worse, like if that knife stabbing yeah. robot cut a dog. If there's one rule it, in Hollywood, don't kill a dog or the tree that or, owns itself. I mean, after that impassioned speech by that guy, I think that people like they really they really felt it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As if they themselves <laughs> had been stabbed. <laughs> I don't know. We want to talk. We want to erase <laughs> everything <laughs> that we just talked about. No. But I think we can take a break, though. I don't let's, know. Let's take a break. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, Chris, that I said what I said. <laughs> I'm sorry that I ruined this podcast. <laughs> the like... podcast that owned itself. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Important If True is brought to you by Quip. Electric toothbrushes sent to you in the mail with, every three months, uh, brush head refills. So you don't get the, you don't end up with that like too long since replacement gross kind of poofed out brush head bristle zone. You don't want that pooched toothbrush. You don't want that pooched toothbrush. You get a new brush head every three months. And if you go to triquip.com slash thumbs, you can get $10 off your first refill, uh, your first brush head refill. That'll just knock out the cost of that first one. Uh, for sure. Um, and you can get it set up with like the toothpaste in there as well. So you can just have all of the stuff you need to brush your teeth. I, I really like this toothbrush. It's got a pulsing 4X. Thir- what am I talking about? It's got like a two minute timer broken up into 30 <laughs> second increments. So you can move from quadrant to quadrant in your mouth uh, in without having to like think about it. The pulsing 4X is this known. pulsing 4X. <laughs> yep. Uh, and if you go to triquip.com slash thumbs, get that ten dollars off your first refill nice yeah don't pooch your brush get that pulsing 4x with quip (laughs) (laughs) try quip.com slash thumbs this episode of important if true is also brought to you by warby parker warby parker makes stylish and very affordable uh frames for eyeglasses and sunglasses both prescription and non-prescription and if you go to warbyparkertrial.com slash thumbs, you can get five frames sent to your house for free. You can decide which ones you like and then uh, order those glasses. They start at only $95. Very affordable mm. for such nice frames. 
You can see better. I mean, I guess you can see as well as you do <clears throat> with your current prescription. Yeah. But you'll look better. That's true. Yeah. You'll like what you see in the mirror better. God. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> see better, look better. <laughs> <laughs> when you can more accurately see your stupid face in the mirror, right. at least you'll be a little less bummed out by it. Uh, yeah. Because parts of it will be obscured by stylish glasses frames. <laughs> That's true. There's like a few like millimeters around your mm-hmm. eyes that you won't have to look at because they'll be behind those glasses. Or, you know, maybe you're just a good looking person already and this will just help even more. I don't know. Go to warbyparkertrial.com slash thumbs. Try five different styles. Pick the one that covers the most of your face. <laughs> buy those. Yep. Warbyparkertrial.com slash thumbs. <laughs> I mean, get like the darkest sunglasses possible for maximum. That's true. Obscure. You could get a few pairs. What's the noun for obscure? Uh, Obscuring? No. Obscursion? Obscuring is... is, It's a gerund, right? Which is a noun. I mean, obscuring is either either describing something uh, or it's an action. It's not a noun. Even if you said this is an obscuring of the facts? Oh, maybe. I don't know. Does that make it a noun? It's a gerund, right? I don't know what a gerund is. (laughs) (laughs) A gerund is like a verb ending in ing that becomes a noun, like a happening. Mm. Right? Mm. Yeah, maybe it's it's that then. Obscure noun. Obscure noun. Well, that's just going to give me obscure nouns. That's not going to give me a noun for obscure. Well, I don't know. Obscurity! Oh, I just said that. Oh. Well, you're smarter than I am. Do you guys know where the word dumpster came from? (laughs) Are you guys aware of where the the brand name dumpster came from? That's like actually... a brand? I didn't know that dumpster was a brand. Dumpster was actually formerly a brand name. I think it might technically still be. I'm not sure about that. It definitely was at one point a brand name. Is this like a toter? <laughs> you have to be more specific. Is it like a toter? That's a brand of garbage can. Oh, no. But I, I, that I did not know was genericized until I lived in uh, an apartment building in the Haight Ashbury, and mm-hmm. someone who I think who, for whom English was not their first language wrote on everything like, don't throw cardboard in toter. <laughs> what does that mean? It means put it in the recycling bin, not in the trash can. Oh. Oh, what is that? How do you spell T O D E R? T O T E R. Oh, toter. Yeah. Toter. Oh. Right. I anyway, what well, yeah. they meant was dumpster, but he didn't want to use that because it was a trademark. Oh, it was a toter. <laughs> well, like a year later, I saw a dumpster that said toter on it and went, that's really questionable given that I <laughs> that dumpster is a brand. Yeah. So you didn't know Dumpster was a brand? No, I didn't. So Dumpster is a brand, and it was first used as a brand name in 1936, uh, deriving from the Dempster Dumpster system, innovative in that it standardized the system to like mecha- mechanically load oh, yeah. the big dumpst- dumpster container right. into the garbage truck. You know, it's a the sort d- of forkliftable dumpster in there. Flip. Yeah, uh-huh. So that was patented by the Dempster brothers in 1935. They were brothers whose surname was Dempster. Okay. And they created Dumpster, which was a portmanteau of their name 
with the word dump. <laughs> and so the first like okay. commercially successful, I'm serious, the first commercially successful front-loading garbage truck that used this system, they called the Dempster Dump Master. What uh, a failure. What a failure of a name. <laughs> yeah. So the guy, the main guy's name was George Dempster. And I have to say, it's pretty good luck inventing the dumpster and your fucking name is Dempster. Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> and then you call your truck the Dump Master. Yeah. What a, what a failure that is. Man. Uh, I, so when you... <laughs> I thought that it was going to somehow like refer to a person. It like, does. No, but I mean well, like we're two like, people. <laughs> but like I'm a professional dumpster. Right. Cuz like you it's mean the like dump. teamsters. Yeah. You got the teamsters, oh. you got the dumpsters. <laughs> but instead what this actually reminds me of uh notable names that should be very obvious but are apparently not is Wetzel's Pretzels. Oh man! Do you know the you know the mall pretzel chain Wetzel's yeah, yeah, Pretzels, yeah, yeah, yeah. named by a guy whose actual name is Wetzel? Yeah, uh, and apparently the backstory for that was he's like, I really wanted to get into the pretzel business, but I didn't know what to call it. <laughs> I think I told you this. No, uh, oh maybe. No, I went to the Wetzel's Pretzels across from where we used to work. Yeah, yeah, you're and right. I was bored. And didn't want to go back to work, and I was just googling <laughs> Wetzel's pretzels, and, and then, then maybe we were there together. But yeah. I, because I remember that it was like he considered twenty names before a friend of his said, "Why not Wetzel's pretzels?" And he went, yeah. I, "That seems yeah. fine. Yeah, Wetzel's pretzels is fine. Like Wetzel's pretzels is fine. Your name is Wetzel. It's a pretzel store. Your name is Demp Demp Dempster. Dempster." And you're making a dumpster. I don't know. Wait, but they did it though. They did it in this case eventually. As opposed to what? The dump master. Oh, yeah. Well, it was the dumpster. It was the, the dumpster, 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 dump, dump master. Okay. I guess. But no, it wasn't. It was just the dumpster, dump master. Yeah. Yeah. So they did. They but took like, them a little bit to simplify that down to the elegant dumpster. Yeah. We're, our na- the, the dumpster brothers have a great new garbage dump solution. They call it dumpster. No, uh, no, no, the dump master. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I was just, I just have Tourette's. A dumpster. A dumpster. It, sounded, it sounded like that was the guy in the back row at the press conference. Just like, a dumpster. Well, I think sorry, excuse me. Excuse sorry, me. Sorry, I have a condition. I thought they went, a dumpster. <laughs> he just, he was, Wait a second. <laughs> in this back, guys. Guys, I've, I've got it. That's when the light bulb goes off above Dempster's head. And then he says, the dump master. And then the guy goes, <laughs> he scratches Dumpster off of his reporter's notebook. <laughs> Dempster's pretzels. Yeah, it's a good thing they didn't fucking flip their lifelong Wetzel's passions. Wetzel's dumpster. <laughs> Wetzel's dump master. Wetzel brother's dump master. <laughs> The mall so card that sells cla- cheese covered Someone pretzels. claimed that would be a more accurate name for Wetzel's pretzels. Are you you besmirching the name of Wetzel's pretzels? I don't know, man. I don't understand the point of like big mall soft pretzels. And I say this as, as someone, a former pretzel as, yes, salesman. Spent several years behind one of those pretzel. Oh, cards. really? Oh, yeah. All through high school, um, before I got a job at Vons, the supermarket, uh, I worked for. Uh, a pretzel company, what a competing brand. Well, it was, called, <laughs> yeah, it was definitely it was definitely not as nationally known as Wetzel, nor as as uh, as lyrical in name. Yeah. I imagine. No, no, no. What was it, it called? Uh, well, when I started working there, it was the San Diego Pretzel Company, mm. it's owned by my friend Tyler's father. And then, uh, as it scaled up, it became the California Pretzel Company. Mm. So, if you've ever seen the, California and now it is Pretzel Global Pretz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, global pretzel conglomerate. Uh, no, I, I mean, it was... They're, I mean, you know, not to besmirch uh, that fine company. It was a really good company to work for, and he was a great boss. But just in general, I don't really understand the point of, like, those big, soft mall pretzels. Like, they're just bread. It's they just, always look good. Yeah, they look so I feel like they were designed to be aesthetically enticing and then just inevitably disappointing. Yeah. You know? And I, mm-hmm. so I, I've, I've had one, like, exactly when one. your life? I think so. And it was when you were at the Wetzel pretzels? No, like, I didn't have one that time. Oh, I just, just learned the history just of the thing. You hung out at the Wetzel's. You yeah, just went yeah. across the street to the Wetzel's pretzels yeah. to read about Wetzel. Wetzel. He was a Wetzel's pretzels appreciator. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, you're a connoisseur, yeah. but you don't indulge. Right, no, no. Yeah. Don't I sh- get high on your own supply, <laughs> they say, of Wetzel's pretzels. <laughs> I have a theory about Wetzel's pretzels. I forgot about this. Yeah. Because there's, okay. the, there's more backstory, which is that as a child, people used to say, oh, Wetzel, you're such a pretzel. And, like, I, my theory, without Wait, knowing the what full- what the fuck? They didn't say that to him. <laughs> yeah, they did. You're you're trying to tell me that a man who was literally mocked f- and yeah. for having his name sounding like a pretzel maybe he said I'll show them that well that also then my my theory is that he of course probably he must have known he must have known that that's the obvious name but the connotation like every time he saw it oh, on a piece of paper so he did he just flat just a flashback to like oh wetzel you pretzel oh wetzel you pretzel. And he's just like i can't do this to myself that he independently becomes interested in the pretzel trade <laughs> as though that's even a thing like that's not even a thing that's well true. he saw san diego pretzel company expand to california <laughs> and he went i gotta head this off of the past he, he yeah He's like the East Coast pretzel. This Wetzel thing sounds like such a crock of shit to me. Everything you've told me about Wetzel sounds like bullshit. I want to put it in a dump. Well, he doesn't exist. I want to put everything you've told me in a dump master. (laughs) You can do that. Because it smells like such garbage. The thing about it, but it looks any, good. Oh, okay, <laughs> I think it's. I think it's. Fishy. I actually. I. I'm very happy about the fact that this is real because if Wetzel's pretzels. I'm happy about everything this week, by the way. I just got married. I'm happy about everything. Happy about that stabbing robot. <laughs> happy about that tree. And I'm happy about Wetzel because if Wetzel's pretzels was created any later in time, Wetzel would not exist, but there would be some happy ass copy on every cup and every pretzel wrapper and every website and every YouTube ad about my uncle Wetzel who invented Wetzel's pretzels, oh, but it's God. a total fabrication. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Or it would be based in some loose truth like Chef Boyardee. Right. Right? Who, like, have you noticed how hard they're fucking going into how, like, real of a guy Chef Boyardee was? No. I mean, he was a real guy, but there's, like, the Chef Boyardee Corporation or whoever makes Chef Boyardee. Like, in recent years, they've gone real hard on, like, the artisanal practices of the original Chef Boyardee who was Chef Boyardee. Mm. It was spelled B-O-Y-A-R-D-I. Yeah. And then now they spell it B-O-Y-A-R-D-E-E because it's easier for an idiot, us Americans, to say. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, but they're going hard into the, like, the legend of Chef Boyardi and, like, how amazing of an Italian man he was. <laughs> uh, he was like, what if I dump, I mean, what if I dump <laughs> three cups of sugar into my tomato sauce and then put that in a can? And then put that into a dumpster <laughs> and then dump it into the mouth of these Americans. <laughs> They'll love it. 
I'll call it a what pretzel. Were the, what were those both those brothers named? Dempster. Ah, yes. When was this? Uh, 1936. Okay, so I'm feeling the real ad now for Chef Boyardee that talks about the Dempster brothers and about their like aging containers that Chef Boyardee aged his pasta in. <laughs> <laughs> but then it, yeah, it's really uh, revealed that it's very just, artisanal. Yeah, just. There's like the the Chef Boyardee limited edition pretzel shaped macaroni noodles mm, that in the commercial mm, mm-hmm. are like in the 90s commercial are dumped into the kids like hugely elongated jaw straight out of a dumpster truck. Right. <laughs> just the dump master. Yeah. Just shovels it all in there. I don't know why, I don't exactly. I haven't quite arrived at why these three companies have decided it's in their interest to team up for this commercial, but definitely that would have happened. Well, I think anyone who has a really sort of noble, historic, authentic past, yeah, but now makes trash. Really, they need each, if they team up, it'll feel even more authentic. I think. Yeah. I don't know why they chose to make a '90s ad with a kid <laughs> who has macaroni. Uh, noodles in like super sweet ketchup sauce splatted into his mouth. But you know what I mean, right? Oh yeah, that kid, have, the mouth opens like, up, but it's kind of like a weird claymation mouth. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, there's yeah, like yeah, yeah, wacky yeah, of patterns of Chef Boyardee noodles yeah. in the background, uh-huh. uh, mm-hmm. like and the like Fresh weird, Prince of Bel Air. As he opens his mouth, weird mechanical sounds like going. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah you're literally describing backing up of the dumpster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're describing basically the Kraft macaroni and cheese Super Mario Brothers commercial. Yeah, that's true. Mm, which I yeah. think is is accurate. Yeah, a Wetzel Dempster Boyardee Mario. Such crap. That's such garbage trash. It's not. It's not, there's though. no way. A, there's a real guy where he was a child made fun of for his name is like a pretzel and he's like a pretzel and he's such a pretzel and then he gets up and he's like. You know, I would love to make pretzels. What could I call my pretzels? I don't know. <laughs> Definitely, like, have strong associations with pretzels, but I can't sure can't remember why or why that would be good. Wetzel's oh, a bendy then. boulangerie. The other thing is, he was a president of marketing. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. At Nestle. The worst president At of marketing. At Nestle. His job was to market food products. <laughs> he couldn't do it. You know what, though, you guys? We're talking about it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I guess it works. Yeah. Visit God. wetzelspretzels.com. The piece of shit that Wetzel is. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, I feel and, bad for this guy now. I don't, I don't like this. He brought it on himself. He was such Jeez. a pretzel. Those kids were right. The Wetzel that owned himself. <laughs> <laughs> Every time he looks at one of those signs. And it's mine. <laughs> It's mine. This, this is soon all, will be his this son's. This is all mine. <laughs> son of Wetzel's son of pretzels, Wetzel's pretzels, pretzels, who owned it who owned himself. himself. <laughs> yeah, that's on his gravestone. Yeah. He owned himself. <laughs> I, I'm such a pretzel. <laughs> wow, he really owned himself with that one. <laughs> you wouldn't even need to say that. It's just Wetzel's pretzel. Like Wetzel is pretzel? Yeah, it's possessive. <laughs> that's what it means. Wetzel's pretzel. <laughs> is really it's his final own what a what year did wetzel come of age what year did wetzel uh, die in the like 70s, what I think. like when would wetzel have been called a pretzel by his schoolmates i think in the 70s oh maybe because maybe, if, maybe if it was earlier and they were like sort of new york city sort yeah. of newsboys, they could be like yeah wetzel's pretzels you know 
Like Wetzel is pretzel. Right. That's why he didn't want to name it that though, because he just had an echoing newsboy saying, <laughs> "Ah, Wetzel's pretzels." So's your old man. Walk That's street. what his son hears. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> Holy shit! We have to stop talking about this. <laughs> we are owning ourselves. Definitely <laughs> hoisted for sure. <laughs> Here lies Wetzel, hoisted. <laughs> Wetzel hoisted the name. I've got it. Pretzels are my game. Hoisted's pretzels. <laughs> Fuck, Dad. <laughs> Hoist, hoisted's cupcakes. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. God damn it. <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, we have an email. Mm-hmm. Um, Wetzel. <laughs> Wetzel writes. Now, Renee writes, uh, Hey, Thumbs, I just found out about Pepper the Emotion Reading Robot. There are plenty of creep factors uh, in this video of the robot's apparent crisis of identity. Um, so Renee links to a video of this robot called Pepper, and the uh, the video is just called Interview with Pepper the Robot. Uh, and it's like a two-minute video. But she notes here, I think, the most one of the most notable parts. She says, the real horror happens in the first few seconds. When the interviewer asks how old Pepper is, it responds, in human years, I don't know how old I am, but as a robot, I was built in 2014. <laughs> <laughs> she continues, what does this mean? If it's specifying when it was built, quote, as a robot, does that mean it previously existed in some other form? Is it using human years to indicate the age of its soul before it was trapped in this mechanoid shell? For the record, I had no suspicion about robots and AI before I started listening to your show. You've ruined my ability to see a cute robot as just a cute robot and not a potential existential threat. Hope you're proud of yourselves. Cheers, Renee. I am proud of ourselves. If you uh, want us to talk about things that aren't robots that are interesting to you, please write them to <laughs> us and we will happily talk about them. That said, we are surrounded by robots. They're in the walls. Yeah. Our email address is questions at importantiftrue.com. If you have any questions, <clears throat> uh, comments, or observations about your life or robots or anything else. The slogan for robots collectively is they're in the walls, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean that you just said in the walls? It's like they're just everywhere. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like this observation. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, it's very good. In there, human years, I don't know. The thing that's amazing is... is that implies that... Like, in human years, I don't know who old I am, but as a robot, I was built in 2014. 2014 is a human year. Like, humans yeah. invented that well, way I feel of like classifying that years. That feels like there's just so a brain in there, then. Yeah. That feels like there's just a life in there that don't, can't remember who it is, but its personality uh, and sort of social stylings are intact, but it doesn't know when it was born or where it came from. It just knows that it's been in a robot for a few years. Yeah. Yeah. Right? My, my, well, my take on it was that it was constructed in 2014, mm-hmm. but it was not immediately sentient, and so there's some time there. Oh, so sort of, I don't know oh, when it, I woke up. It's not quite sure oh, when no. it became sentient, oh, right? Gross. Like, where's the line? It doesn't know where the line oh, is, so, so like, it doesn't really know how, how it's its birthday, really. Yeah. This is, I guess we it's, should... You, actually, when, this, when does computer. robot life begin? Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's above my pay grade. Uh, so this, is, <laughs> this robot is like, we haven't actually said what it is. Um, it's a robot. Well, yeah, it's, it's like a classic it robot. It is a classic it's a robot. Classic big eye it's robot. It's like a white, plastic, a classic big eye, big eye <laughs> robot that looks like a cute little robot. It's yeah. not a fucking knife wielding stab machine. It could be affixed with that. It has. Uh, you could take its <laughs> arm off and put a coffee serving arm on it, or like a knife yeah. Uh, yeah. styling. 
like show off yeah. crime arm. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. they also lease these out to stores to use yeah. as sort of greeters. So and we have all independently, we all realized because yeah. we were looking through our, the mailbox before the episode today, and we all independently realized we have seen one of these robots. I never conversed with this at robot at the mall. Here in San Francisco, the Westfield Mall, I ran into this thing literally like a week ago, rushing through the mall. And, and you I heard sort a of please like, stop running. Clustered around, and I'm like, what, oh, what yeah. the hell is going on? <clears throat> and I sort of like look like rubberneck as I'm like walking by, and this fucking little little robot guy is just sitting around talking to people, and I'm like, what so the hell? Here, here, and I yeah. I was like, I have to. For our podcast, I have to stop and research. You know, yeah. do some in the field research, and I just didn't have. I just didn't have the. I time. think what what we should do is I think people uh, should write in and tell us what we should what we should ask the robot, <laughs> yeah, and then good. we should go and converse with this robot. We should. I'm uh, sorry. We should meet this robot. Yeah, this person. We should go yeah. hang out. Hang we should out, go with this hang guy. out with 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 Pepper. We should yeah. ask it. Some of the same questions asked in this interview, and see if it answers That's the true. same way. We definitely have to do that because yeah. this interview is because uh, because <laughs> this interview is conducted a while ago. It looks like so. If you write into questions at importantiftrue.com, let us know what we should ask Pepper, Pepper the robot, which doesn't know how old it is in human years, but might now might have learned. Yeah, I might yeah. have learned how to lie. So yeah, three podcast hosts found stabbed in ways baffling <laughs> the police in Westfield Mall. <laughs> I mean, I've been working this beat for a long time, and I know yeah. all sixty ways yeah. that one can be but stabbed. But says but a, Joe but a, Pesci on the scene, right. not actually a police officer, yeah. just shadowing one for an upcoming feature film. <laughs> I've never seen a pretzel logo stabbed into somebody's body before. <laughs> what? That's what? very strange. <laughs> They were covered in burnt coffee and pretzels. <laughs> it's dumped this. in a dumpster. I've seen this before. <laughs> this is their calling card. <laughs> the Wetzel's pretzels logo stabbed <laughs> meticulously into their chest. This is the work of the dump master. <laughs> dumped into a dumpster. <laughs> Did you say dumped into a dumpster? Yeah, in, in this universe, yeah. the Dumpster Corporation has become such an right. override. That we, it, I got to take some stuff down to the demp. <laughs> got to take a big old demp, you guys. God, all right. Too many wetzels, if you know oh, what I mean. <laughs> they thought that the red mess spattered everywhere was blood, but it was actually Chef, Chef Boyardee's. Boyardee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A robot can open a Chef Boyardee can in one of 60 different ways. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this story... Uh, of us being just completely murdered and destroyed by all of this trash. By brands? It's, okay. it's accurate, yeah. yeah. No, that's true. <laughs> this knife-stabbing robot murdered us, but it covered it up by Chef Boyardee, and also a dumpster was involved. <laughs> One of the descendants of the inventor of the dumpster. Son, son of? of <laughs> son of dumpster. Who owned himself. <laughs> Bye. All right, moving on. <laughs> Uh, shall we endorse? Yeah. Yeah. Jake, what do you have? <sighs> I would like to endorse a television program. Cool. Uh, I want to endorse the TV show Better Call Saul. Oh, nice. The third season of it just started this week. Uh-huh. Um, 
I actually don't know how many people actually watch this show. I feel like more people might I watch did. it than talk about it. But yeah. um, a biz- I, I watched it late. I didn't. I yeah. after the first two seasons were out, I watched. I all saw of it was it. trending on Twitter, so it's clearly popular. Sure. I mean, a, a bazillion, million, bajillion people watched Breaking Bad, and Better Call Saul is a spinoff of Breaking Bad, yeah. and it's very easy to be dismissive of it because of the fact that it's a spinoff of uh, of Breaking Bad. Oh, I think it's excellent. It, yeah, I love it's it. It's like Breaking Bad had just a lot of very good deliberate long-form plotting. It had really, it was nicely shot, like it was very mm-hmm. well considered in how it was edited and everything else, but it was also about a like drug dealer who gets what he wants all the time, just wish fulfillment mania by inventing wacky machines that murder other drug dealers, basically. Um, I mean, <laughs> He didn't usually do I think that weird machines. I think more or less the reason that people watched that show, though, was to watch Walter White just get MacGyver out of a outrageous come yeah. up and yeah, against no, all true. forces succeeded, that come against him. He was constantly portrayed as like a tragic sort of figure, but in reality he succeeded constantly yeah, he, all the time. He yeah. failed right. upwards yeah. by actually just succeeding. All of his plans right, functionally right, right. in the long term came to fruition. Yeah. Um, uh, but Better Call Saul is definitely not about that at all. I mean, it's um, Bob Odenkirk's character, Saul Goodman from Breaking Bad is the main character of it, obviously. Uh, but I mean, it's just about sort of dumpy, sad people who, uh, who go through really interesting things in their lives. That's the most boring goddamn pitch. I don't even know how to pitch why it's good. It just, it has, it has so much of the interesting, weird stories that go places you don't expect from Breaking Bad. And it has the really, uh, beautifully shot well considered cinematography of breaking bad but it's um it's just a slower paced show that's about human characters in interesting human situations more than breaking bad is which is about a crazy person who makes meth in a basement um which isn't to say the show isn't weird and doesn't have surprising criminal things in it or whatever else but it's just it's so rare that there's a show that is such a sort of methodically paced very sort of procedural drama that will slow burn each season up to these tremendous narrative payoffs that feel yeah. like they're totally earned over over just spending weeks and weeks watching these characters. But also and, all of the cast is just like, they're all very well realized and fun to watch just go through their lives in a way that a lot of shows aren't. Like it's not mm-hmm. built to be binge watched. It's built to be appreciated an hour at a time, even though it's also a very measured show. That's... <laughs> That's a fair point, but also that is such a hilarious like I don't know how to it's not built to be binge watched. It's built to be appreciated like a fine wine. No, I know. I mean I watched it in a I watched it after it was already like the two seasons were already done, so I mean I just watched it in whatever. Sure, fair enough. I'm really enjoying watching an hour of the very small amount of content that it gives and then having to wait a week to get something else. I feel like it works really well. That's fair. Yeah. I'm saying you watched it wrong and I know, I'm terrible. Um, throw it out. No, I, 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 I just watched a bunch of it in a row because I, I just liked it and it was all there. Uh, I still really liked it. Um, so the there's what one episode of the third season out so far? Yeah, yeah. Nice, Chris. What's your endorsement? Before I give my endorsement, I have to ask Nick, ask you about something mm. that I forgot to ask you about. Uh-huh. Remember after Jake's wedding when we oh, yeah. went to the bar after that? Yeah. Uh, and the, we went to like the back of the bar and then like up the stairs to this like back room. Remember that was just where we were. You seem confused. I don't remember going up. 
but that's fine. Yeah, well, that's actually cr- critical to the story. Okay. So we were in this like upstairs back room. What bar were you in? Dalva. In the <gasps> oh, that. Sorry, God, I was. All right, yes, Dalva yes, has I completely upstairs? remember. <clears throat> yeah, it's okay. called the hideout, and it's for some like reason special, I did. I, like I missed a... the word bar. Yes, I remember when we went to the bar. Yeah, I don't remember that being upstairs. I thought it was just in the back. No, it's upstairs. Okay. It's yeah, 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 it's upstairs. Important that it's upstairs because. At a certain point, you and Janelle were going to go to the bar and get drinks. And then, and and I was sitting like facing the stairway from the other side of the room. So I could see both of you descending the stairs. Mm-hmm. And then you just like disappeared and clattered down the stairs. Oh, yeah. And we all were like, like what? And we all like started getting, and Janelle was just like, looked at us, was like, don't get up. And just, <laughs> and just rolled her eyes. Yeah. And said, he's fine. And sort of just <laughs> exasperatedly walked down the stairs after you. What the fuck was happened? Did you get another concussion? <laughs> no. What was that? Did you I, fall down the stairs? No, I didn't fall down the stairs. What I, I, did, I did the actual comic thing, which is that I started to fall down the stairs, caught the railing, uh-huh. and then my legs continued to move down the stairs. And so it was just, <laughs> just the classic like swooshing, ah. sort of like swinging motion. Yeah. And then I immediately stood right back up. And, and, and I, I remember looking back at you guys thinking, like, did anybody see me? And then I saw that you saw me, and I was like, oh, fuck. I thought about saying, like, I'm fine, but then I was like, oh, maybe some people didn't see me, so I won't say I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, you didn't say anything. Off. You disappeared. Yeah. Does this happen <clears throat> a lot? No, those stairs were just really short. Why did Janelle act as though you were, like, putting on a seat? She was so she was just, like, rolled eyes. <laughs> Don't encourage him. He always <laughs> yeah, does that's this. What it, that's what it was like. That's if what Nick it sees a set of stairs in a bar. When you guys were growing up, did you guys have carpeting in your house homes when you were growing up? Uh, yes. Yeah. Did you have carpeted stair- staircase in yes. your home? Yes. Yeah. Did you ever slide down it on your heels? Uh, no, I slid down it on my yes. butt. I did slide down it on my heels. The heels, that was the good one. Yeah. The butt is like whatever. The I don't know if our staircase, the carpeting was not heel compliant. Oh, really? Mm. It's that definitely is butt compliant. Like, I, am not, I am not someone who is particularly nostalgic by nature, and I don't really like- Is this what you're endorsing? <laughs> sure, I guess. Yeah, why not? My childhood was fine, but I don't. Uh-huh. I don't. I'm not like, oh man, I have such yeah. amazing memories of that time. I sure loved being a kid. Like, whatever, it's fine. I'm happy to be an adult, though. Also, like, it's fine. But, but something I really miss that I can probably never have again why is not? the ability because we'll, you're tall and your bones are brittle and your center of gravity is way off. So if you tried sliding down the stairs as an adult and you slipped, would probably you would hurt eat myself. Shit. I just did it. All of the. <laughs> Really? What? Oh, well, that's true. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I literally just All did it. All of the stairs I have access to now are w- wood. They're not carpet. I don't mm. come in contact with carpeted stairs. I also don't have a staircase that is mine. It's like there is a staircase in my walk-up apartment. What if that, that was I, your like go-to move every morning on your way to work, though, where you're like, woo, just slid down it? That's <laughs> well, what you should endorse. There's only like six stairs per foot. Fl- my does. stairway <laughs> is one that goes, you have to walk in like a, you know, 90-degree yeah. Angle spiral. Yeah, so people are just here. Boom, boom, boom. That's what was fun about it. I assume I, I'm guessing Nick that we're talking oh, the about thumping. the same thing. Yeah, you hear the thumping. But it, well, it's like a boom though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you it's like, like a little you're anything heel, that anything that sounds tick 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 down. You're yeah. skiing down the anything stairs. Anything that ticks as a kid is, is satisfying. Yeah, but it yeah. was also like the movement and the exhilaration of it. Like mm. you were, it was dangerous. Like I think back to being a kid and the number of things I did that were really dangerous that could like yeah. we had a staircase that had one 90 degree turn in it. Yeah. Right. So the stairs went down, turn little landing, turn go down. 
And the speed at which I went down that staircase and like swung around the corner, like I sort of intentionally would swing around oh, yeah, it you, as you gotta grab it. You gotta grab it and I then could. do the swing. Yeah. 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 To the point that my head would just be like centimeters away from right. smashing into the corner of the thing. And I and like I just took like great excitement in that. But the heels skiing down was like an amazing sensation. Our our, um, our our staircase was curved, so you could oh, really wow. you could really get going. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. Tony Hawk extra yeah. points, just yeah. sliding down yeah. there. Yeah, it was very good. I, I wasn't I didn't have that in mind when I was thinking about you sliding down the stairs, but then I thought you know then I thought maybe maybe you wish recapturing see, a bit you, of that. You thought I'd own myself, but in fact you are the one. Yeah, I was the one who owned. It I could have slid down that staircase. You, yeah, you, well, you I can't do a little it in part shoes of you wished. either. You also have to be in socks. That's true. And so I, you know, so I couldn't. You I mean, wouldn't you, want to do that in a bar. You, you sort of like. You, well, my shoes were lucked, very slippery. You lucked into it. Yeah. 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 They were like fancy dress shoes on a, on a tiny little staircase. So right. So you know, they, they had just, those smooth soles. It was just built in perfect, for, yeah. Perfect uh-huh. for that heel slide down yep. the stairs. Yep. Yeah. God, I wish I could remember what I actually meant to endorse, but I don't. So I, I guess the I thing I'm know. endorsing now is sliding down stairs on your heels. That's fine. As a child. Well, as a child. You stole. Or an I adult. Mean, you were inspired uh, by me looking like an idiot. I was inspired uh, by talking to you, not uh, having anything to do with idiocy, um, but you were you were <laughs> talking about having gone to London. Yeah. And uh, that you spent some uh, like a half a day or something walking around by yourself. Oh, it was great. Yeah. Did so, I talk about that on the podcast? No, he means to yourself. To, you mean, yeah. Oh, we, we just we were talking. Talk. Okay. Yeah, a yeah, shadowy yeah. form told him about it yeah, in the dream. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm going to endorse um, walking around a big city by yourself specifically. Oh, sure. Yeah. What, JJ? <laughs> no, I love it. I love oh. it. I love it. No. Uh, I love it three times. It's... I love everything on this podcast. I love it <laughs> three, three times. <laughs> it's just, you know. Um, anyway, yeah. Uh, I feel like, um, particularly now that um, I've like settled down with a long-term girlfriend, I don't get the experience often to sort of go exploring in a city. I'm usually with her mm-hmm. or with other people on a trip or something. Like or, your friends that yeah, you have. Yeah, you know. Ugh. But, so, <laughs> but there was a time in my life where I did a lot of traveling for work, yeah. uh, mostly. But then also I... I just took a trip to France on my own once just to do it. And like, you know, a lot of like young adults do these things, the Europe trip or whatever. But like, I do think that if you have the opportunity, even as an adult, to just go away And it doesn't have to for be a, while, a foreign country either. It doesn't it have to be, be a foreign a country. You don't, you're not familiar with. Or even with. the city that you are familiar with that at a corner of it that you haven't explored yeah, or something. True. That's fair. And it doesn't have to be for that long either. But um, there is something really... Um, satisfying and I think undervalued about kind of just walking through a city and like considering things that you wouldn't normally consider if you were with somebody and having to sort of talk or comment on it, you know, just like being yeah, able to I kind of right. privately That's reflect right. on the atmosphere and, and just even just have a chance to like just think honestly, mm-hmm. but then it, within the context of an environment that is new to you or, mm-hmm. or, you know, relatively fresh to you. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, uh, a lot of my favorite memories um, in my life are just like moments like that, or moments yeah. that were spawned from like you know from mm-hmm. those you know moments. So anyway, I think that's, it's just that's it's a, a really good, nice, that's a good endorsement. Yeah, and I think if you, I think if possible, also do it without a, a goal and music in your ears or that. Stuff. I mean, yeah. unless it's our podcast, then listen to it all right, the time. Sure, but other than that, we were in London for four or five days, I guess, and I really only I had essentially half of one day where I was alone by myself. And to your point, like I was so 
glad to have that time after, you know, in retrospect, because I did just, I just walked through that city along roads I didn't know. And there is just a weird sense, like, it's hard to get that sensation, Yeah, I think now, especially as an adult, when you're connected to the internet and the world yep. all the time, especially when you have a job and you just have, like, normal daily responsibilities. It's like, I'm going to go through do this stuff every day and I've got the route I take from my home to my work and my work to my home and I have the places I go, you know, at lunch or whatever and I do the things. Um, It is kind of great to have that sensation of being like unmoored from Mm -hmm. what is directly familiar to you and just... It's like riding a train or something, you know? Yeah. It's just meditative to some degree. Anyway, that's my endorsement. Uh, If you have any questions, comments about uh, anything really going on, um, with you or with whatever, send it to questions at importantiftrue.com. Uh, we really like getting your email and using it on this show or just or just seeing it if it's not if it's not appropriate for the show, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I don't I don't know what I mean, so you probably don't either. That's questions at importantiftrue.com. Oh my God. Time to wrap this up. Yeah. You can find our website at importantiftrue.com. Uh, it has links to subscribe to this show on iTunes or anywhere else you subscribe to podcasts. Our Twitter account is ImportantCast, and our Facebook page is Facebook.com slash ImportantIfTrue. And that is it for this week. Thanks for listening. Tell a friend if you like it. And we will be back next week. For Idle Thumbs, I'm Chris Remo. I'm Nick Bregan. I am a shadowy figure neither of you <laughs> recognize. Stay spicy. Okay, uh, I don't... Chicken face! (laughs) Chicken chicken face, we're back! Well, Nick, it's just us now. Oh, no, it's the dream. The dream's come true.